Hey, Pastor Mike here. Can you do me a favor? Can you stick around all the way to the end of today's devotion? Thanks in advance for your time. I'll talk to you again there. We've been talking about Peter this week, and last time we talked about the lowest moment of Peter's life when he denied even knowing Jesus three times. What what a terrible moment. You know, there's this little known story in the scriptures. It tells us actually that on Easter morning, when Jesus rose, he actually appeared not only to the disciples, but at one point, privately and personally to Peter. It's as if Jesus was wanting him to know You are forgiven for what you've done. And there was another moment like that in the 40 days before Jesus visibly ascended into heaven. There was another time that they were together and the disciples were actually having breakfast with Jesus. And and Jesus turns to Peter and says, Peter, do you love me? Now, if Jesus asked you that question, it might feel like he's sort of driving at you a bit, but there was a purpose to this. Peter says, Lord, you know, you, you know I love you. And so Jesus says, well, feed my sheep. Go work in my kingdom. Well, here's the thing. This sequence of conversation actually happened three times. Peter, do you love me? Yes, I love you. Feed my sheep, feed my lambs. An obvious point, not not Jesus throwing it in his face that he denied him three times, but this is really Jesus tenderly reinstating Peter, restoring him to his position. Because you know what Jesus says at the end of that conversation? He actually says the same thing that he first said to Peter. Follow me. Peter, you are still my disciple. After all that you've done, you're forgiven. You're still mine. Now let's get to work. And amazingly, things were about to change drastically, renewed and rejuvenated by Jesus' forgiveness. It was a few days later, on the 50th day after Passover. This was a harvest festival. All the Jews were gathered together in Jerusalem. They also call this Pentecost. So the disciples are there, and they hear what sounds like this loud, rushing wind. And it looked like there were little tongues of fire on their heads. And all of a sudden, they started talking in different languages, actual, real languages of the world they never knew before, and they're telling the good news of Jesus. Well, the crowds there in Jerusalem, they see this, and obviously this is kind of a strange thing. And so they all think, well, they're just drunk. This is craziness. Well, guess who stands up to speak? Peter. He stands up in front of all of these people and he tells them, no, we are not drunk. This, in fact, is the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the power of the Spirit who is enabling us to tell what Jesus has done. And oh, by the way, you crucified him. You crucified Jesus and he died, but he rose again. And now you need to repent and turn to God and and find forgiveness and be baptized. And this promise of repentance and forgiveness and baptism, this is for you and your children. It's for everyone, Peter says. And amazingly, more than 3,000 people came to faith that day. I mean, if you think about this, 53 days earlier, Peter was denying he knew Jesus in front of a little girl. And now here he is in front of a crowd of maybe some five or 6,000 total, boldly just letting it rip for Jesus with this bold sermon for the Lord, preaching his heart out. I mean, this is an incredible, incredible moment where the Spirit empowered him to be a bold witness for the Lord. I think there are incredible takeaways from this. I mean, think about our lives. After all that we have done in our lives, after our high moments or even our worst, lowest moments when we stumble a bit in our choices, 
Look at how Jesus has restored Peter and used him for great things. This is what God does with us. Just like Peter, no matter what we've done, we find forgiveness in Jesus. And just like Peter, no matter what we've done, though we may be ordinary people, Peter was just a fisherman, God will use us for extraordinary things. To go and be bold witnesses, empowered by His Spirit, to speak the truth of Jesus in the world. What an awesome blessing from God, from the Lord, that He would fill us with His courage, that we can boldly testify, just like Peter. Hey, Pastor Mike again. Thanks for sticking all the way to the end. I hope you were able to see how Jesus uses flawed and sinful people like us. To continue encouraging you, I'd love for you to check out my newest book entitled, You Know God Loves You, Right? Find out how God can use us no matter how broken we are, no matter what our past looks like, and no matter what we struggle with today. To find out more, just go to timeofgrace.org.